We'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we record this podcast today. We would also like to pay our respect to Elders past and present. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. You're listening to Best Duties, an LGBTQIA podcast about the amazing people in our community and the incredible things that they do. Hi, my name's Justin Hill. I'm a TV presenter and red carpet reporter. And the super boring thing that I did today was... What did you do? Oh, I packed my suitcase um, because we're having an early Christmas. Cute. Where are yeah. you going? So we're going back to see my family in Hobart. Nice. And then to see my boyfriend's family in Geelong. So... Oh, a little weekend away. So cute. And obviously I've taken 184 outfits because that's the kind of person I am. Well, when you go away on holidays, aren't you meant to take enough pair of undies that you shit yourself twice a day? Wow. You just took it to that it's place. It's true. <laughs> Everyone's seen the meme. Hi, I'm Sam Devonport, an events manager by day and a drag queen by night. And today the super average boring thing that happened to me was I had to get a bus because my car's getting serviced. Ew. And I don't enjoy that. Public transport. Were you Mm -hmm. like a public transport snob and put your um, headphones in? Oh, yeah. I put my headphones in. I was like pushed up against the window, yet I still had someone rubbing against me. I was going to say AirPods, but I didn't want to assume that you were fancy. I don't have AirPods, but anyways. (laughs) It's because I have a car and I don't need to have AirPods. Toto, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Uh, joining us in the studio today, we have a very special guest, uh, Nick Holland from Poof Doof. Welcome. Hi, Nick. Hi, guys. It's nice to have you in the studio. Thank you. Can I say a super boring thing? Absolutely. Yes. Um, I also have my car service this morning, so I got the train in. Ew. Uh. Um, but the exciting thing is that I found out there's a Donut King inside King's Cross train station. You said really? Yeah. <gasps> Just down the elevator, there is the nothing, escalators to the left. That seems nothing like Nothing better than hot cinnamon donuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been like an idiot, you know, not having Donut King for this time. So, um. Yum. Actually, <laughs> while we're on the topic of shouting out to uh, to uh, brands like that, oh. have you guys <laughs> ever had the donuts or the apple donut bites from Butter in Sydney? Mm-mm. No, oh I have God. been to Butter. Butter. Yes, yes, I have, yeah. Wild. They are wild. The, c- the cinnamon, like the original oh, cinnamon one they do. So yummy. Last time I went to Butter, I only just got fried chicken and I just ate so much of that <laughs> that I think I had to be like wheeled out of there at the end. <laughs> <laughs> You're in a chicken coma. You got the chicken sweats. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, so much fried food. Uh, now, Nick, obviously very exciting week for you. Uh, you've come on our podcast because Puffdorf launches in Sydney. I mean, if you've been living under a freaking rock, you wouldn't, you wouldn't <laughs> know that this was happening. Launches in Sydney this Saturday, correct? It does. It absolutely does. Uh, we're in the home stretch, so we're sort of sh- confirming everything. Everything's sort of, you know, being in the ramp up to everything. We have, okay, I've got so much. You've got performances. Uh, we have a happy hour called Rainbow Hour. Um, oh, I saw that. As well, like, I'm just so announced. excited for this and it's right? going to ruin me. I can't wait. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, you have no self-control. So what is Rainbow Hour? <laughs> People who pre-purchase a ticket um, get... Complim- a complimentary beverage package mm-hmm. is the correct uh, way to t- to say. Because yeah. <laughs> we support RSA yeah. on this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> you can't come on here and be like, we're going to give you some drinks. Free booze. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so from 10 th- for the first hour, from 10.30 to 11.30. Nice. Um, and it's not just, you know, house beer and wine, house wine and beer. It's, um, we've got porn star martinis, which is like a passion fruit thing. Um, Hello. Espresso martinis on tap, so right. you don't even have to wait for them to like yes. shake it up. Oh god, caffeine in a in a in a glass. <laughs> with vodka, that's, 
I'm in. Now, we were talking last week um, with uh, Joel Devereaux and Ruby Slippers about, mm. you know, um, the gay scene in Australia and in particular events and how they're marketed and, you know, what it is that they offer to people. Um, I feel like this has been a long time coming, poofed off arriving in, in Sydney. Um, what is it that you're going to offer people that's going to be really different from what they've seen? Because there is a bit of a misconception that the, the places that we have on offer in Sydney are boring. We obviously debunked that last week with yeah, so absolutely. many we great places. We had a huge list given to us of things that you can go and do in Sydney that isn't necessarily just Oxford Street that is such a wide part of our community. Yeah, what, what, is, yeah, what, 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 what are, are we, we going to see? I guess the thing that we, you know, and the reason that, you know, Maryvale approached us to come together on this project is it's bring that Melbourne vibe up here. And that's not really about, you know, the personalities or that sort of thing in Melbourne, the scene is very different. So it's, you know, there is no Oxford street. There is no concentrated area mm. where you can just go and everyone lives around there. Like there is, you know, little, little it's, bubbles. It's like pockets, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. there's like the North side, you know, the, on Smith street in Collingwood, there's, you know, South side now with puffed off there. Um, and it is more spread out. And, you know, when Sydney people go to visit, they sometimes find it a bit annoying that they've just got to jump in an Uber. 110% I can say that. When I went to Melbourne last year, I had no idea where to go. Mm. Like We almost need to start like a double-decker bus. Yeah, like that a... Goes to oh, those those on top of. Yeah. oh, my God. And we could, like, like theme it peak. up like the Spice Girls. Um, and so... It is something that Sydney's going to have to adjust to. You know, it's... I mean, the city isn't too far. It's... If you're a keen walker, which, you know... All LGBT people are quite fast walkers. Mm. <laughs> yeah, get out of my as way. As the I'm internet gay. tells yeah. me. Um, so it is bringing that sort of vibe up and sort of just offering a bit more variety, um, something a bit different. You know, um, I guess that everyone says it's different, but I guess I pull it back again to what's what's happened in Melbourne. We used to be in a venue called the Bottom End in the city, mm. and that was you know we sort of outgrew it, and you know our all of our customers want, wanting a bigger space, something different, a bit more accessible. So we did move to Chasers on Chapel Street. Mm -hmm. Before we got there, like Chapel Street, like a bit of a hole, like, you know, like I would walk up and down. I used to live on Chapel Street before Puffdorf moved or like when they moved sort of right next to um, Revolver. I shared a wall with Revolver. Do you know what Revolver is? Oh, that's is it a bar? <laughs> it, it's, like a, it's like a day club pretty much. Oh. So like really, like really we amazing. We know that is here in Sydney because we're the nanny state. So. <laughs> Remember back in the Phoenix? It's like the, oh, the, yeah, it's it's like the, it's yeah, like yeah, the yeah. straight yeah. version of Phoenix. And it's a really amazing club, but it's just, it just got like, we, we had cheap rent. So it was like a good, good time for me. <laughs> um, but so when we moved there, it, like I would be walking up and down there and people in cars would yell out, you know, like you know, the F word, <gasps> the, you know, the gay F word. Oh my God. Um, you know, stuff like that. And it was just like an accepted thing. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm a, like six foot three. Like I don't really, you know, never felt physically threatened, but it's, you know, I know that a lot of people did. So yeah, totally. it did, you know, it was an unsafe space. And then we came in and now you could be a drag queen in full garb walking walking down the street to work at you know 1am and you'll feel totally safe and you know all the people that work at our venue down there you know they've really changed that area you know you can walk into you could be wearing like a g-string and walk into kfc across the road and you know you don't feel threatened sam i'm good. <laughs> <laughs> they feel embraced and you know it's this is the aim of what we're going to do, what we would like to do. So putting a, a, CBD. a culture shift in, in Absolute the CBD. Absolute culture mm. shift. And Maryvale wouldn't have approached us if they didn't 
want this as well. And if they didn't identify that there were, you know, things that they wanted to change in their business um, or in the venue. And we're so happy that they're on board and we're so happy that they've given us this opportunity. I think that's something we should also touch on as well is that Maryvale approached you guys rather than you poofed off coming to Maryvale and saying, hey, we have an idea for your club. Mm. Yeah. Can we work with you? They've actually come to you, which I think is really cool because they've got Beresford Sundays is a gay institution in Sydney. Yeah, yeah. And for their them to be welcoming such a big LGBTQIA plus brand mm. into a space that has been known to not be all that great. Like, yeah. Ivy was announced as one of the most dangerous clubs in New South Wales in 2011 and to shift away from that is probably really something important I think yeah, that a lot of people need to notice. So where exactly will it be located? So it is in the it's the main club so it's in the courtyard so the main sort of middle area and the second level which is that inside room the den mm-hmm. which is called yeah. and that outside bar as well with the gigantic pot plant just oh. literally taking over the whole area <laughs> the whole thing the, so the, awesome. pool, the pool club will have a separate usually the pool club it's all linked in one venue every saturday but they're separating it so the pool club ah. will have a different promoter tbc tbc now this is not Puffdorf's first time in Sydney, though, is it? No. So we've dipped our toes in the pond a few mm. times, and that has that came around purely because when I met you, Justin, I lived in Melbourne and mm-hmm. was you know was working um, at the club and my my day at job as well, <laughs> um, and then got a my dream job up in Sydney, and so I had to sort of pack up and move. Which I'm still in that job, and it's been the best thing that's ever happened to me. But I had to leave behind my Puffdorf family, mm. but have still remained so close with them and, you know, just at any op- any opportunity that there's been, like we did a, a short residency at the midnight shift. Um, we did some stuff at Beresford Sundays yep. um, a year and a half ago. And so, yeah, we've, this has come up and it felt right for us. And I guess the beauty of Maryvale coming to us is that we could sort of stipulate and they're really um, listening to us yep. as to, and, and letting us, you know, call most of the shots as far as what we believe needs to happen in order to make it safe and to make it, you know, that, that queer space that, that, yeah. that we're wanting to create. That's a big topic too, because how do you get around that stigma of, you know, I, me personally, I probably wouldn't come into the city to go mm. to, even thinking about outside of Oxford Street, I immediately go to, well, we have Newtown and, you know, there are other places that were mentioned last yeah. week and not many of them were in the city. So what kind of things will you be doing to, I guess, get rid of that stigma that, you know, the city cannot always be the most welcoming place for the LGBTQ community. I guess we're in a bit of a lucky place with the lockout laws, you know, imminently about to dissipate. Yeah. So, you know, they're hopefully that there will be a shift, a natural shift in people's minds. They'll see it as a bit of a new beginning and they'll be more open to trying these things. Um, you know, the tram also being making, particularly for the people that live in Surrey Hills mm-hmm. um, and the southeast, um, make it more accessible and they can just hop on, hop off. It is very Melbourne. So it's almost funny that a Melbourne yeah. club is opening <laughs> when the tram is opening. Right, eh? <laughs> um, but, you know, shifting, I mean, it is going to take some time to show people, you know, and to have those, you know, we, we can do as much as we can with our policies, but it's going to take some time for mm. it to really absorb. And, mm-hmm. you know, for people who are going to show up on Saturday night that haven't seen the marketing and haven't mm. got the memo that are like, oh, this is a gay club now, you know. Um, so hey, they can still enjoy themselves. They as absolutely well, right? can. Our our motto is a dance club for all, so they are absolutely welcome to come in if they want to play nice and if they're going to embrace our community. Yeah. But um, yeah, other things like like we've just we're having a so there'll be a trans and a um rainbow pride flag outside the venue permanently. Oh, nice. That's awesome. So we 
like we consulted with, um, our, we have a, a gorgeous um, door person, um, our selector, um, Catherine Wolfgram, who is a trans advocate. And we asked her opinion. We're like, look, we're gonna, we want to put up the rainbow pride flag. Like, what is the, like, you know, would you feel pride to have the transgender pride flag up there knowing that we, you know, we have some time mm-hmm. to really show people how we've changed? You know, do you want to just hold off? And she said, no, she feels pride every time she sees that flag and she would like it above her as she works away that's overnight. That's so cool. So we're putting oh, it up amazing. for her. Um, I want to request that in my office. <laughs> I would like a rainbow flag to hang above me where I work. I think that would be awesome. Yeah. Just above you. No one else. Yeah. <laughs> And like, it's, I and feel like one sock kind of does hang above me anyway. So. <laughs> just <laughs> just like, like yeah. an actual rainbow, yeah. though. <laughs> Literally. Um, but I, I guess having those there, you know, 24-7 shows at the club isn't just a safe place on mm. Saturday nights. It's a safe space all the time. Yeah. And, you know, the staff at the venue are going through all sorts of training and briefings to ensure that they understand everything and that they are on board as well. Um, so, yeah, it's very exciting. Now, I have one question that, that I've been thinking about when i've been to ivy in the past when it's even been gay parties they have this really funny thing where if you're a boy you use the boys bathroom and if you're a girl you use the girls bathroom are we gonna do see a little bit more of a unisex bathroom situation um i'm so glad you asked that question <laughs> we've it's it is unisex bathrooms the signs have been changed really um, that's amazing it is just on saturday nights because yeah, i yeah. think i think the straighties might blow their minds if they were gender neutral bathrooms. <gasps> yeah. Shock and horror. But, but um there'll be there'll be signs we've had we've got a post scheduled on okay, being announced. I mean it's no secret, but it's being promoted on our socials. Yeah. I think it's actually today. That's awesome. Um, this this afternoon. So all those sorts of inclusive policies mm. that we've put in place as as a great start. We know that we've got a lot to continue doing yeah, and that yeah. we'll, you know, as we get along we'll see what needs to be done and the you know any issues that we need to iron out. But mm. It's these sort of things being started and f- not only just doing them, but feeding them through to the staff so that they are hundred percent on board yep. and they feel involved and understand, like, you know, I did a briefing the other night for all staff on Saturday night, um, before the club opened a few days ago. And like, I was, I could see I was getting a bit emotional, like trying to describe to them how much this means. I mean, yeah. to me personally, yeah. but to our community, I guess, to like, we have a real opportunity to change the lives and attitudes Absolutely. of a lot of people that yeah. frequent that area, not even just on on weekends, but, you know, people who work there through the week. And it's gonna be a, it might be a slow change, but really there's no reason why I can't see that the biggest club in this city is going to be an inclusive yeah. LGBT. Yeah. It's QI on the cusp plus. of something really exciting. Absolutely. And having a brand like Maryvale behind it, who are such a huge hospitality powerhouse mm. in Sydney and I don't know if they're in the rest of Australia yet. I don't. Are they just in Sydney? I thought they were, but I don't think they're anywhere else. Oh, even Sydney. still, like they're the <laughs> like maybe in a Sydney. few. Like I don't know. I don't know the you know the property portfolio. But, um, <laughs> they many and many they, of the property. And there's there's not been a lot of things that they've said no to. Like they are really listening. They're really understanding what we need from them, and are really committed to genuinely and not insincerely. Um, you know, creating something positive yeah. And, yeah. And, and amazing for us all. Now, Poofdorf has come a long way. Um, it would be remiss of us not to mention the post that came out a little while ago. Um, I feel like every single thing that's come out of your mouth today just sounds so inclusive and so, and what we would expect from a club opening up in our community. Um, that post was a very old and out of date and, you know, definitely not something that you guys would endorse. Anyone out there who still thinks that that is relevant and thinks that that's something that, you know, goes along with the DNA of Puff Duff, what would you say to those people? I mean, it's hard. I don't blame 
you know, people for, you know, perhaps holding on to it or, you know, and it has definitely come up in the last, you know, month and a half since we've been out. Absolutely. Um, I guess the thing that I would say is we were absolutely telling the truth when it was written, when we opened, Mm. it was, it was used, you know, people saying, you know, we do not deny that it was used as recently as, you know, a lot of people are using that as the crux that was used recently in about 2015. And it was, it was something that I used personally, um, when we did the Puft of Sydney at the midnight shift, mm-hmm. I sent it to the, to the photographer. Um, I try not to get to like, my policy is just like, you know, not really get involved. You know, the more you give these things oxygen, yeah. you know, I'd rather yeah. focus my energy on actually changing the club rather yeah. than just trying to like talk about it. So I did have, I have screenshots through, you know, to people that have needed to see them. I've shown them to, that actually mm. had the photo brief sent in the email with, it, it sounds a bit harsh. Please just take, you know, we'd like to represent everybody. Please just take, we like to be a bit more inclusive, but you know, it was a bit of a lightning rod, you know, for anyone that's had an issue with our club, I'm sure it would happen to, if it happened to another venue, Absolutely. You, know, Sydney, yeah. you know, it was not just about that. It's about all the other problems that everyone's had with us. Mm. And, and I say it's tough because we really do need to listen to those people. Yeah. I can't be in the business of, nah, you, Yeah, you, know. you can't ignore it. But it's also very obvious too that you've taken a lot of steps to show that that's not who you are. I yeah. mean, you are literally going out of your way to create what sounds like it's going to be the most inclusive venue in Sydney that we've seen in a very long time. And mm. I think, like you said, it's we were on the cusp of something really exciting and now's the time for us to, you know, to see those kind of venues opening up and just all the little details that, that you know, you've explained today about the, the bathrooms and the flags and all those little touches, I think, go a long way to kind of make people feel included and all people included, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it'll take some time for that stuff to feed through. A lot of, you know, we don't we don't live in Sydney. So, well, I live in Sydney, but the brand doesn't live in Sydney. So, for some people, the only thing they know about Puftoff is that. Yeah. Is that. Is Which that, is that disappointing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which is because if they really looked past it and they looked at our club in Melbourne, which, you know, and if they even looked on our full, you know, full albums of photos, they would see that it really wasn't in, yeah. in, in use for quite some time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, we, we will take some time to change, you know, people's minds and, yeah. you know, we're just going to keep going and, you know, we're going to keep focusing on it because, you know, at our weekly, at our weekly ops meeting, there's, you know, marketing, promo operations, DJs and inclusivity and diversity is one of the things that ma- management level people yeah. talk about every single week and what we can do and, you know, the problems that we need to iron out. But also um, too, from a real perspective, it sounds like, like I've known people who have jumped on that bandwagon of, oh, well, we need to be inclusive. So how do we tick this yeah. box? Whereas like, and and you can feel it sometimes with some people, like we've said this before, stick mm. a rainbow flag on it. Like, you know. Yeah, we, stick we, a rainbow mm, flag on it. Yeah. Fine, we'll cash in on it. But if you're going so far as to actually have the trans flag out the front, you know, you're, you're having, you know, same sex um, bathrooms or, you know, I guess non-gender specific bathrooms on, on nights out, you're doing stuff that the community really wants and that's the difference. Like you're not just going, oh, well, it's just another gay club, you know, and we'll put a rainbow flag on it and it'll be fine. Yeah, we'll just chuck this name into this place. It's got to be more than that. It's something that I personally have really taken as a, as a, it's, I went to a, um, a seminar, I think it was a seminar. It was like a talk at the Darlinghurst Theatre Company last Monday called How to Be a Good Trans Ally. Mm -hmm. I saw that, yeah. And it was focused on people working in the entertainment industry. My day job is a publicist, um, for a record label. So, um, I thought, you know, it would be a great thing, even just, you know, even if it's just rehashing stuff I already knew. Um, And it was really amazing. And one of the panelists, um, I think it was Jordan Raskopoulos, said that 
you know, if you have privilege, which I acknowledge that I absolutely do, um, a lot of people feel, you know, shame, you know, that get, you know, that get a bit more active, you know, active, you know, in the social, in a social way, feel shame over it. And she said, um, you should, instead of feeling shame over privilege, you should have, you should feel a a sense of responsibility. And I feel like I am a very privileged person. I've, my dream job to be able to run this club and it's my responsibility to, you know, ensure that those people feel included and safe when, you know, if, and when they want to come along, I'm not saying that they have to, you know, it may but you're take opening some, it up to them. Yeah. And yeah. It, you know, and I've been speaking with as many allies and, you know, friends and, you know, trans, you know, people that represent the trans community as possible. We've, you know, hired lots of diverse people to be part of our leadership team. Yeah. Um, Cause you've got to have the people who are, in the trenches doing it. Like there's no yeah. sense in like having. I cannot, I could not possibly no. know what the trans experience is like in Australia. So I need no. to reach out and I need to talk to people to, to inform, you know, the decisions. That the they can authentically tell you what needs to happen. Yeah, yeah. Because, and that was the point of this podcast. And we keep saying this over and over is that the people that we're reaching are perhaps people who are not necessarily living the inner city life in Sydney. Mm. Um, they might be kids, you know, younger kids who are living out in country Australia who may not have a, a, a gay family to have these conversations with. And I feel like, us explaining to them what you're offering so that when they do come to the big city, they're going to feel safe. They're going to, they're going to feel like they've got a place to go to. But also too, the other point of this is exactly what you said. I mean, uh, Sam and I are two cisgendered male gay men. Like, you know, we are literally like the, the vanilla. Yeah. Like we are white, cisgendered male. Like, and privilege. And privilege. I mean, we absolutely. Sit the highest ranking of privilege in yeah. the LGBTQIA plus community. And so the point of getting our guests in is to so that they can educate us like you have been educated by your staff and the things mm. that you've gone to because we can't know what it's like. I mean, no. uh, uh, you know, we had Connie in who's a transgender woman. I yeah. mean, we can have a bit of an idea of what it's like. But again, it's like it's like such a completely different, you know, universe to be living in and to be dealing with a very different kind of, you know, hate and negativity and even like from her own community. And it has been an absolute eye opener. And I'm sure it has been for you as well, like having your staff and having them actually explain to you, you know, what is important to each person in the community. Yeah. And, and I, something that I, even I, you know, I'm learning. So for example, the other day I did a call out on my Instagram for diverse and, you know, performers, um, because we're, brand new and we don't really have sort of a big talent database. Mm. So I'm just looking for people who are, you know, keen to, keen to work for us, who are keen to work with us and, you know, to see, you know, just what's out there in Sydney. Yeah. And I got a message from someone saying, it feels like you might be using this as, as a market, as for marketing. And I replied and I said, definitely not really just wanting to see, you know, you know, just seeing what comes back. Yeah. Because you can't say anything these days, can you? No. And I, and I said, I really apologize, <laughs> but I can see how it might look like that. And I yeah. really apologize. And I can only apologize. And as, but if as, you weren't doing that, going, people would be like, well, you're not, op- you're not asking our community to come and perform for you. Mm, so yeah. it's like a double-edged sword. It's, it's hard because then someone also made the point that I'm making, by doing that post, I was making it the responsibility of their community to, to get involved rather than me to actually to reach out. So, I mean, it's, I mean, it just goes back and forth, but it's got to start somewhere. And that's where I started. And we, I did get a great response from a lot of, you know, diverse, you know, people of color, yeah. gender diverse Good. people. And, um, can't wait to have them come and perform in our club. Well, I know a very average drag queen who would definitely <laughs> be available to come. 
I wasn't going to say you, but it's not oh. always all about you. You get all <laughs> sassy. Average. I was like, here I am. No, I definitely I was, like, was going to say you. <laughs> well, you might. There might already be some things in the works oh, that I'd be working with. Oh, excuse <laughs> we'll, me. We'll, well, listen, I think um, it's it sounds amazing. It sounds like it's going to be a new little home for us. I feel like it's something mm. that we've been missing for a while. Um, and we can literally just add it to the collection of places that that we talked about yeah. last week. I mean, I myself was like, this is turning into a gig guide. <laughs> like, <laughs> our our aim is not to shift existing scenes into the city. Yeah. We want to create something new. and We want people to get out of bed. We want people that used to go out all the time, but yeah. maybe because of lockout laws or, you know, like, you know, that perceived lack of choice. Mm-hmm. Um, we just want to get them out of the house and putting their money back into, you know, our scene and, you know, it, it'll come back tenfold. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And I did just want to say one more thing. Of course. Going back to sort of, you know, you can't please everybody. Um, I guess, you know, talking to different people from different backgrounds and identities and that sort of thing, you know, there's not one way to, to please certain Mm. communities. Yeah. So it's, you know, some, for example, some, a, a woman, um, named Susie who was on the panel the other night, she, she very much prescribes to that binary sort of male female even though she transitioned she prescribes very much so that male female sort of thing and so you know and then there's non-binary people out there that identifies all sorts of different things and that's you know we can't make everyone happy but I'm listening to as many people as I can and we're finding solutions that will suit as many you know suit and make happy as many people as possible And then I guess back to cancel culture and that whole sort of thing. Like that's been very prevalent in the I've noticed in the launch of this that there's yeah. been a lot of posts from people just going, "Well, this is what they did, and this is the kind of venue that Ivy was. I can't put my name to this. I won't want anything to do with this." And mm. it's really sad to see because, it's like, like we said, we're on the cusp of something that could be really fucking special. Yeah. Um, like give me a chance, me a chance personally, even. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, nobody's perfect. We have. Even since January, when the the photo brief came out, um, we've grown so much and continue to grow. Mm. Um, and it's, you know, it is that council culture thing. It's like someone does, you know, 2011 voted worst, you know, most dangerous club in, you know, that's been eight years. And, you know, someone posted about that specifically today on their Instagram. Did they? Mm. I sort of highlighted it. And I was like, well, if, if you don't believe that people and organizations and you know, companies can change. Yeah. And unfortunately, there, yeah. there is no pleasing those people. I'm not the same person I was eight years ago. No way, neither am I. Yeah, so we're going to... I'm f- much more beautiful. <laughs> I look so much better now. <laughs> My hair is miraculously grown. <laughs> um, so we're, we're going to focus on the people that, that, that we, can, we can change their minds and yeah. we can make a tangible difference to their lives and... If that's not you, then that's totally fine. There's yeah, no hard and, and our community is, you know, screaming out for places to go and things to do. And if you're here offering it and saying, we acknowledge that we've grown and we've changed and we're here for you. And like you say, you can tell that you are personally putting your heart and soul into this. You know, if you get emotional when you're briefing the staff and you're saying, give me a chance. Oh, I get, I get like, a bit like, t- you know, I don't cry. My boyfriend would tell you, I'm like emotionless like and yeah. most times logan cries enough for the both of you yeah <laughs> he said to say hi by the way oh, he said give dummy a big kiss <laughs> oh, <stop> it. <laughs> um, but when i'm really happy that's when i get like yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so like we're like the moment where i was like particularly when when the ivy opened i was like not out of the closet yet and i used to go there and it was like 
bloody coolest venue I've ever been to. It's it was an awesome like, venue. When it opened, like, you know, still, I guess it's huge. It's just this, like, it's got this, like, you know, majestic sort of feeling about it. And for me personally to be running, like, even just as a personal achievement. Absolutely. And then even just the symbol, if I wasn't involved in the night, but I was just like, you know, walking down, walking around, you know, mincing around Darlinghurst <laughs> and heard that this brand new like mega club was going to open. Um, and that not only that, but that they, if there were any issues, they were listening to me and that they For would, sure. they would take it on board. Yeah. Um, I'd be pretty happy. So, you know, I hope that we can bring everybody over yeah. to the team. Awesome. <laughs> we can't wait. Uh, now, listen, there is a part of our podcast where, that we do where we do. Just one question. I did have one quick question before oh, we finish. Just one Sam. quick question. There's a lot of stairs getting into Ivy. Do I have to go up the stairs <laughs> if I'm in heels? Uh, <laughs> if you sweet talk the security at the lift, they may let you. I'm very good at They may buzz you <laughs> up. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I, I, think, I think you'll be fine if you're, you know. Yeah. If, you're just, if, if it's just me or wearing flats, I'm just being lazy. Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> get your steps in. <laughs> yeah, get your 10,000 yeah. in before the end of the day. Oh, midnight. there's a good 10,000 getting up to that courtyard. <laughs> oh, in heels. There oh. is, there is. I mean, you'll see it when you get there, but there's a lot of fun stuff on that stairway happening. So, okay. Oh, there's like distractions on the way up. There's like, particularly at the top, you'll see like, you, you'll, you'll be like. 45 minutes. Yeah. Stairs, <laughs> Where, where's Sam on the stairs still? <laughs> Okay, so uh, one thing we do like to do in our podcast is we do like to celebrate our best duties. Uh, people that, you know, we see in our community who are doing amazing stuff. Uh, we want to give them a shout out. We are also open to doing that for you guys out there. So if you would like to shout out your best duty, please do slide into our DMs at best duties on Instagram. Uh, so my best duty this week, uh, I don't know if you guys saw, there's a post on Humans of New York that came out today and it's of the most Fabulous woman. She is dressed in all her finery, she as looks you would incredible. put it, Sam. Um, they haven't named her in the post, which is super annoying. But um, I would recommend checking it out on Humans of New York. Her story is is that she was um she was thrown out of her house when she was seventeen for getting pregnant, and her um her mother then had her arrested for trying to go back and get her clothes and then had sex with the parole officer, the head of parole to keep her in jail. Um, So basically what happened was she, she got on her feet. She went and studied at the fashion Institute of technology uh, and then just basically started making um, costumes for drag queens and would hang out at gay bars, used to go to like um, all of the department stores. Yeah. Used to go to Bergdorf's and steal all the stuff before they had like, um, um, security tags and things. You used to sell it at the at the nightclub, but she has been ingrained in the LGBT community for such a long time. She's a fabulous woman, and if you check out the photo of her on Humans of New York, she is definitely my best duty she this week. She looks so I fab. would love to have lunch with her. That's what she looks like, Nick. She's so fab. Love orange. Uh, love that orange. Orange coat. and a fur hat with matching fur mufflers, whatever you, is that what you call it? You're talking about your fur muff bag. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah with the dad joke. Uh, I'm always there with the dad joke. So my best duty this week. Um, so in the news recently, the Veronicas haven't been getting all the best reviews in mm-hmm. terms of the things of Qantas. I'm not going to talk about that. But Jess and the Veronicas a couple of weeks ago, she got engaged to her fiance. Yeah, Who is trans. Kai. I just think that is so cool. Yeah. Congratulations to them. Very cool. <laughs> all the best. Good on you, Jess. Love. Love, love is love. Congrats, Jess. You would love that. Nick, Nick do, you, do you have a best duty? Oh, oh. I have two best duties. One is my actual best duty, Duncan, who we haven't been talking for a little while. Um, so if you're listening, I love you and oh. give me a text. <laughs> we did bump into each other in the middle of a club in Melbourne. I was like, what are you doing here? Um, and then like, the other one is something that I've come across in my exploration and expansion of my knowledge of gay Sydney is I've... Would love to thank the best duties, um, the 78ers. Oh, yeah. yes. We had um, who, Lance from the 78ers. On. Like, 
like I sort of knew, like, you know, like I just never really looked into it, I guess, mm. which is such a, you know, so bad of me. But I went to New York Pride and found out all about Stonewall mm-hmm. earlier on this year. Um, and to, like we have our very own version of that. And I don't think a lot of, you know, more people need to like really understand yeah. and know mm-hmm. a lot about it and enrich it, you know, enrich their understanding of it because... Like I'm reading through it for the first, like the like a full account of it for the first time. I just started like crying, like bawling my eyes out, like yeah. you know. So thank you to those guys. Yeah, they're yeah, awesome. absolutely. And I would say uh, anyone who hasn't listened to our podcast with uh, Lance from the Seventy Eighters, give it a listen. It was episode one of our number first two. Ones. Yeah, episode number two. Yeah. I'm gonna do that on the um, way home. He's oh, such do it. a it's dull. Really good. Like uh, what? Did, what was it? It was piss elegant. Piss elegant. That he described the time. That, as piss that, elegant. <laughs> so phrase. instead of going out, they always used to have yeah. house parties. And they'd be fabulous dinner parties. Yeah. And it's, I'm not going to tell you about it. You've got to listen to it. Yeah, you've so got to good. listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> what a I sell. forgot about Piss Elegant. That is like <laughs> the best dress. <laughs> Work that right? into Pork You're welcome. You can use it. Absolutely. Will you help me? Can you help me? You don't need to be helped any longer. You've always had the power to go back to Kansas. I have. Then why didn't you tell her before? Because she wouldn't have believed me. She had to learn it for herself. Now, Sam, um, obviously to finish up our podcast today, look at you. You're so organised and ready this week, which oh, is a such a nice change. <laughs> I have a great story about this. We do like to do an affirmation in our podcast, or as we like to call them, an affirmation. So what have you got for us this week? Okay, so there's a little backstory behind this one. So I ended up at a house party on Saturday night after Harbour Life. Ah, yes. Um, and <laughs> Long story short, there were lots of men with no shirts on. Um, and this one guy had this tattoo mm-hmm. and I said to him, I was like, what does your tattoo say? And he read it out to me and I'm like, this is going to sound really weird, but can I take a photo of that? Cause I have a podcast where he like to say really <laughs> oh positive God, things. Creep. I shit you not. You are, oh my God, you are <laughs> such a creep. Okay. He's literally holding up a photo of a man's back with no, it's in his, cursive. It's his chair. It's his side. Oh, where, it's, where is yeah, that? Okay. yeah. Okay. I can see um, that makes it all the more better. Go for it. But it says, take your time. Think a lot. Think of everything you've got for you will still be here tomorrow, but your dreams may not. I like that. And I just I was like, oh. Did you happen to ask him where it was from? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I, was just, I was just happy. <laughs> Look, he's really muscly. It's really nice. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, listen, it has been so nice having you in, Nick. Uh, Thank so you so much for having me. Give us the give us the final sell on Poof Doof, where it is, when it is, and what we can expect. Uh, Poof Doof, uh, every Saturday from this Saturday, the 23rd of November, um, from 10.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, we close at 4.30 a.m. until the lockouts change, and then it's just a free-for-all, just as, as late as everyone wants to say. Yeah. Back um, to the good old days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you can, you know, you can arrive at 3. Like, who, you know, who really Whenever cares? Whenever you're ready. I can't wait for those. It takes that, so Sam good. that long to get ready. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm already like... And then I also want to give a teeny tiny plug to um, another new club also opening on Saturday called Morning Glory at Home Oh, yes. Clubs. <laughs> so that, I just want to say a personal thank you because I won't be, you know, partaking, uh, you know, and you know, getting too too crazy at, at Ivy at Puffdorf. So it's giving me a nice little playground to go afterwards. afterwards. Have, a sh- uh, have a champagne at 5.30am. If you see yeah. Nick there, make sure you buy him a drink. Uh, Nick Holland, thank you so much for coming in. We really do appreciate it. Uh, and shall we finish off this podcast how we normally do? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and if you're welcome to join in if you'd like to. <clears throat> oh, I'll count us in. Are you ready? Yeah, go. Okay. Three, two, one. There's, There's no, no place, place like, like homo. homo. There's, There's no, no place, place like homo. homo. There's no, no place, place like homo. homo.